Welcome to Two Broke for Therapy, a podcast with two guys, myself, Benjamin Simons, and Stephen Baker, where we sit at a round table with a few of our close cohorts and discuss questions that's on the mind of a 20-something-year-old. Yeah, pretty much uh, we're doing this podcast kind of to give an outlet to people that have questions that they want to be answered um, and also kind of gauging other people's opinions. you know, life can be hard, and sometimes you want to ask questions that you're not that comfortable to ask around your friends, so feel free to ask us, and we will discuss them. And this show kind of came about because we started really sitting around and putting our phones down on the table and just talking, and that's really an art that's being lost in our generation, and we just want to be able to bring that back and show people that you can still communicate with one another, and... Just like we're saying, this is a therapy for us. We hope it's also a therapy for you. So come along this journey with us, and hopefully you can get some free therapy out of this. Yeah, hopefully uh, this is kind of a a place for you to kind of get questions answered that you might not have asked as well. Um, And I'm going to ask a question kind of to get you guys kind of caught up to me and Ben's uh, relationship and kind of understand where we're coming from on a lot of uh, topics Uh, we're just going to start this show with an intro uh, of kind of how we met and where we are now, and then we're going to get kind of right into the first episode where we had a lot of our good friends on. So, uh, Ben, let's start with how did we meet? I'm under the impression that we met through our mutual friend, Kyle Implement. I would say that that would be the connection. Uh, Kyle Implement goes under many pseudonyms. Uh, yeah. Young Lordy, well, uh, Captain No Soul. Captain No Soul, Team for no sure. Soul. Team No Soul. K Imp. K Imp. Uh, Special K. Kemper, 40. Pimpleman. Yeah. Guy's a legend. <laughs> Guy's that, a legend. If that doesn't give you a, a kind of an idea. Yeah. And I would not think it'd be that far of a stretch to say that we met in the boardwalk. Yeah, I would say we probably met one summer day where we were both running in the same group uh i was probably a new appearance but uh it probably rolled pretty smoothly for the next couple of years right just being young teenagers in huntington beach definitely i remember we used to have our longboards mine was called maserati what was yeah, jamal jamal his and name for instant street cred oh yeah jamal. and we used to ride over to the bagel shop over on beach boulevard Be- i don't know if i ever made it to beach boulevard that what might have not been me. No, I went to the we donut went, shop. No, we went to the bagel shop. Where's the bagel shop? The House of Bagels? That's not a real place. No, no, no. It's the one that's uh, in the Newland Center. Oh, yes. I do know that. Bagel Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. there anymore, but... Not there anymore. Now it's like a poke place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, I do remember that for sure. Uh, garlic, herb, green, cream cheese. Bring it up. Uh... Yeah, so we probably spent, what, a majority of our high school career knowing each other, mm-hmm. and that kind of circled in um, a Sam Hart as well, mm-hmm. uh, and we will both get into how we met him uh, on a podcast with our producer, but uh, for the most part, Sam Hart is our producer on the podcast. Say hello, Sam. Hey, guys. He kind of uh, <laughs> cues us in, keeps the levels tight, and uh, he was the one on the intro music that kind of botched it this week, but <laughs> it's a learning curve. We'll figure it out. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, I think we met in high school, um, 
And we had an up and down relationship, of course. Yes, we did. Um, but we ended strongly, I yes, would say. Yes, we did. Um, and then you went off to college. I got out of Huntington Beach. You got out of Huntington Beach probably three to two years before I got out of Huntington Beach. And you went to... UC Santa Barbara. And what was there? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, what's at UC Santa Barbara? Uh, basically, young adult Disneyland. I don't know how else you can describe the magic that is Ivy, but as soon as I left Huntington and found that place, whoo, life was different. Like nothing was the same. Shout yes. out, my boy Drake. And <laughs> I stayed and went to OCC, which was the epitome of SoCal sadness. I like to call it. Mm. Um, Kind of stuck in a rut, and you know, you were pitched a lot of ideas in high school of like, oh, yeah, you go to a community college, you can get out pretty quick. Didn't really happen that way. Um, and I know a lot of people that went to OCC and got out and um, kind of moved on, and I took my route of moving up here to San Francisco uh, instead of like going to another school somewhere far away, and that's where we reconnected because I saw you off and on. Like, in the college years, like, mm -hmm. you know, holidays and stuff like that, random occasions. Mostly uh, us getting intoxicated together. Oh, yeah. Um, with a lot of our friends catching up and stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure those stories will kind of divulge themselves as history goes on. Um, and I remember you moved up here about a year or so before I did. Yeah, because... I've been here. It's like, what, March 27th, um, 2016. I moved up here, like, in January 2004. 14. So I've been up here for like two years and a couple months. Very nice. Um, and you've been up here for how long? I got here July 2016. So, no. Uh, we got a fact check by Sam. 2015. 2015. Yeah, it is. 2015. Sorry, it is. my apartment, I better know. Yeah, yeah you better know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was an interesting time in our lives too. That kind of brings us to where we are now. Um, as... You will hear in this podcast, Ben is in a relationship, um, mm -hmm. and was when he moved up here. Uh, and when Ben moved up here, Sam, our producer, was not in a relationship at the time. Uh, I think I was for, like, a couple more weeks, and then we split. Um, and then we had the Sad Boy Studio segment of time, which was, like, a pocket of a month to... No, it was, like, two and a half months, I'd say. And it was just a lot of us... Uh, Drinking heavy amounts of liquid alcohol. Like, yeah. Black magic. Black, Black magic. magic. And music. The dark arts. Oh. The dark and... arts. And just expressing ourselves. Yeah. And it was kind of a safe place for us to uh, kind of get slightly intoxicated, but more to go and kind of uh, discuss how we were feeling, you know? It was a... Uh, you were away from your girlfriend for the first time in a while. Sam uh, was going through a lot more that we'll find out about at one point. And, you know, we had our ups and downs in that period as well when it came to uh, relationships and things that happened to us. But for the most part, it was kind of a reconnection and kind of what is what spawned this podcast of sitting down and kind of getting, you know, when we were in Sad Boy Studios, we'd get so intoxicated that we just put our phones down and just talk. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of a, an excuse for us not to pick up our phones to do this. Exactly. And, uh, you know, tonight, I, we're recording this post, us recording the actual episode, um, but we had maybe five people in here that weren't on their phones for an hour and ten minutes, just kind of sitting around and talking, and 
you know, actually tuning into one another. And I think that that's something that I'm really excited to kind of dive more into. Exactly. And just to see different sides of people that come out outside the guard of their phone. Yeah. And also just kind of like, you know, these are questions that not a lot of people are comfortable talking about, but we kind of have a open door, open mindset policy where like anyone that's welcome anyone is welcome to come on if you're like willing to talk openly about the topics that we ask about um and some of these questions will be from us uh you know our setup of the show is kind of you come to the podcast as a guest with a question that you'd like to discuss in an open forum um and also you are more than welcome to submit a question through two for therapy.com there's a submit a question button um and we'll answer every question pretty much as long as it's uh on the right path with what we're trying to do. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically, uh, you know, we're here for each other and we're here for you guys. So yeah, uh, I'm ready to get into this episode. Ben, do you have anything more to say before we dive in? We are not actual therapists. True. We weird. do not have any clinical records or certification. This is strictly how we think and hoping that you guys can just get a little insight and maybe it helps you think a little differently. Maybe you can adopt what we're thinking. Whatever the fact is, this is therapy for both us and you, and we just want you to come along with us. I completely agree. It's definitely a, a place for people to kind of get their ideas out and uh, hopefully kind of get some um, clarity on how they're feeling. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Me and Ben have known each other for a while, and hopefully we'll know each other for a while longer. I think um, that's safe to say. Yeah, and Sam, I'm glad you're here to, to produce. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Okay, the bread. Um, but yeah, so let's dive uh, into the first episode. This uh, episode, we had a lot of people on. It was Easter Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. And we'll figure this format out more as the episodes go on. It's a little bit of a learning curve. But for the first episode, I think you guys will find that uh, a lot of questions were answered that you Let's do mid mid apple sign. Ham it up. So we're at uh, seven twenty-four. All right. So, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. All right, welcome to uh, Two Broke for Therapy, uh, the first episode. Um, it is Easter, and I'm sitting around uh, a table post-meal with a lot of my friends and acquaintances. Um, but we're all here today to kind of um, share our thoughts and different perspectives on questions that we all have for each other as a collective group. Uh, this is kind of a podcast, like we explained before, about not necessarily uh, giving a lot of therapy to others, but Chelsea's got to turn her cell phone off. Um, but kind of discussing stuff, uh, between ourselves and kind of being open and getting away from technology for an hour every week and kind of being able to have a decent conversation. So basically to begin, uh, we go around the circle and kind of introduce everybody and get to know everybody a little bit. Uh, these could be reoccurring characters that you can hear for months to come or people that might just be stopping by for a week, uh. So to start off, I will go to my right, uh, my co-host, who you all have heard before, uh, Ben Simons. Hello, everybody. I'm Benjamin Simons. 
Very excited to kick off this podcast. Yes, we've uh, spent a couple weeks planning it, and uh, tonight's the first night we've uh, kind of gathered, so glad you're here, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Ready to start this semi-revolution. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that we have the people here that we have as well for yeah, tonight. I'm very excited with the guests that we have in this room today, especially for our first episode. Yeah, a lot of people, but uh, it's going to be fun for sure. Um, and next to Ben, we are, oh, sorry, not next to Ben, next to me on stage left, uh, we have the producer of the podcast, uh, Sam Hart. Hello, everybody. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> so you ha- you're going with a deep voice. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. If it's it's the best thing start with, dude. Yeah. Don't start with a deep voice. Every time I hear myself, I sound a lot higher than I thought I did. So I'm going to start off a little lower and see how... So, All right. Well, you know, if anyone's going to fix it, you're whispering. You. Yeah. If you think you're whispering, if we could fix it in post, but that's not our job. That's your job. Whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. We'll keep whispering. Um, I'm glad that you're here. Did you have a good dinner? Yeah, it's great. How Thanks, was the spray painting in the backyard today? That's fine. That's wet, windy. 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 <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that you'll be here most of the time. Hopefully, I'll be around. You'll you'll be around. He is the he is the um, if there's a what's the sorry I don't know my religion. It's mind, body, and spirit. Or that is that Buddhism. That's right. Yeah. So me That's and Ben right. would split the mind and body, and you're the spirit. You just kind of pop in when you you know <sighs> exactly with a deep voice and a whisper. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, and straight out of Huntington Beach, next to Sam, uh, who will soon be up here with us, but is visiting right now. Is Trevor Powers, an old friend of mine and the group. Thank you for having me, Stephen Baker. It is a pleasure to be joining you guys, hanging out underneath the Loquat tree and finding, you know, the proverbial <laughs> uh, <laughs> enlightenment that we are going to find here tonight. Uh, I do contest that I am not straight out of Huntington Beach. I will have you know. <laughs> I live in Seal Beach. Seal Beach. <laughs> hey, we haven't uh, annexed them like we did Sunset Beach. That's yet, right. So, um, we're independent for you. <laughs> Um, how's it been since you've been up here? You've only been up here a day, right? Oh, I came here, let's see, yeah, I got here at like 9 o'clock from the aeroplane. Did you fly out of uh, Long Beach? I yeah, we flew out of Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, great, and you're here till Wednesday, right? I'm here till Wednesday. Uh, I'm the only one in the room that has not partaken in the uh, Easter dinner, but I did get some dank Thai food with my mom, so I'm ready to rock. (laughs) You're feeling good. I'm glad you got the energy. Um, and Ben, would you like to introduce the person next to Trevor? Yes. Next up, we have Chelsea Chaitin. Chatain? Chatain. <laughs> can you break it down for us so <laughs> we can get it down? Chatain? There you go. Like cat? Yeah. Oh, shit. So if it? you say it with a French accent... Chaton. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say it with an American accent, you would Thank say Chatain. Chatain. So I, I like totally chaton. butchered it. Yeah, you both did. Everybody does. So most of the time I just ignore that shit, but whatever. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Can I share an event coming up with our listeners? Yeah, plug it up. So you all should, if you're listening to this, you should come to my art show coming up on April 14th at 715 Harrison Street from about 9 to 2 a.m. Come in. I have a mural that's going on. There's going to be vendors and a bunch of other great artists. So it'll be fun. And you painted what will be there today, right? Yeah, I did right before the show. Or at least worked on some of it. Yeah. I got, I got, yes. <laughs> I got a, a good, the base layer done. Just got to go back in with detail later. 
Cool. It looks great. I mean, you can Thank attest you. to that, right? Yeah. Definitely can. Yeah. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm excited. You uh, brought a lot of the good questions for this week's episode. Um, <laughs> no and it's problem. good to have a girl's perspective, I would say, right? Yes, you are holding down the female perspective for the entire group here. So thank you for doing so. <laughs> it's my honor. Um, and then keep going, Ben. And we have Chelsea's good friend, Carlos. Hey. I don't know your last name, so please don't let me know. Gonzalez? That's love it. <laughs> Very tight name. Um... And yeah, you're joining us just kind of for the Easter cheer, yeah. right? Thanks yeah. for having me for that. Foodisbomb.com. Oh, I yeah. kind of sprung this on him. I did not tell him yeah, he was going to do this. <laughs> but he's here and I'm happy. Perfect. So thanks yeah. for having him, guys. Thank you for joining us. And last up, we have a good fellow of mine. We met back in the day in Israel and now we somehow live together. Yeah. My good buddy, Michael Middleman. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to uh, drop a little bit of knowledge. Excited about today's topic for sure, and uh, had a little bit of experience there. So thanks for inviting me here. Yeah, no problem. I, you you have a great question that kind of uh, ends us off today. So I'm uh, finishes us off. Ends us off. Who Either uses way. that anyway? It, it wouldn't have sound weird unless until you question. Until I, you know, I always question myself. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to uh, dive into that topic because that kind of uh, goes into what this whole is. You know, I can't believe all Talking? people that host. Oh. <laughs> you called me yeah. out for the cell phone. Uh, this just said, hold on, before we dive into it, I find out if I won my fantasy matchup this oh. week. And I did, I'm going to the finals. Woo! There you so go. I might win 250 bucks. <laughs> that was me pounding my chest, literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically every week after we introduce the host and kind of... Uh, get to know one each other, uh, get to know each other like we just did, uh, I kind of dive into questions. Uh, like I said, we kind of all come in with a question to ask the group and discuss. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and you can always submit your own question at twobrokefortherapy.com uh, and kind of get our opinion. And we already had a listener, although this is our first episode, uh, submit a question through the website, which is really, really cool. So thank you for doing that. Uh, you know who you are, my buddy Rich. Uh, that will forever be your nickname on this, but uh, you pose a really good question, and uh, I kind of want to get these guys read on it, and that is, what's the best way to deal with a girl you've been seeing that may or may not have a drug problem? And he poses this question because on the second date, he went to see a movie with this girl, and she was completely zanned out. So, very interesting. Uh, Chelsea, I'm going to propose this to you first off, all and then right. we'll all be able to jump in, but as a girl, what do you think it would be like uh, from the reverse perspective? How would you feel if you dated a guy that was like a drug, drug addict? Keep in mind, dark arts and stuff out of it, uh, depending on how you feel on that topic, but uh, the deeper stuff, prescription stuff, anything, yeah. like, to be honest. Well, it kind of depends. I feel like if it's serious enough that they actually need help, you should probably help them start that process, um, you know, to therapy or whatever it is. But if it's just, you know, if that's just choices that they're making on a day-to-day basis, like, you can't you can't save somebody that doesn't want to be saved, for lack of a, another analogy. Like, you're just, you know, you, you either accept that and let them be who they are, but... You're not going to be able to just change somebody unless they want to change. Good perspective. Anybody else wants to jump in on that real quick? I want to jump in on that. Go I completely that. agree with Chelsea. I think that if there is something that someone's struggling with that is completely on their own 
free will to handle. I think actually trying to convince somebody otherwise when they're not fully mentally ready to do so actually encourages them to continue the behavior. And I think coming from perspective of seeing a lot of people who have gone through addictions that it really takes their own will to do so. So if this is someone that you're starting to date or starting to see, then that's a decision you need to make right off the bat. But if this is somebody that you've been with for quite a while, you have a relationship with and you really care deeply about this, um, this person, then you need to find a way to inspire it within them to want to change rather than tell them that this is what you want. They need to want it for themselves. That was well stated. <laughs> Classic Ben answer. Uh, Sam, you want to say something? Go for it. I'm going to pose a counter question for uh, Steve's buddy, Rich. Okay, um, go for it. I know it's just a second date. Uh, I think you should maybe, you know, explore a little further and find out whether it's a real, you know, a drug problem or whether she's really just a big future fan. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know modern music could take, you know, uh, a real... She's uh, that dirty sprite, too. Yeah, she could be on the lean, you know. You don't really know what kind of cocktail she's on. But, Rich, you know, my buddy, I say that you do propose that question to yourself. Maybe look through her phone. Oh, no, 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 don't look through her phone, but like maybe like pass the aux cord to her, see what comes up in the first yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Go Good. for it. For I, I would like to ask Group a little bit of a clarification. Go for it. When somebody is zanned out, does that mean that she just took the zan or that she is like convulsing or because I, I want to know what the Def- situation she's in. Definitely just somebody that has taken a, uh, you know, a recreational dose of Xanax. That, the, a low dose is enough to really make somebody impossible to be around. I think especially Xanax is one of the, one of just the most devil drugs that <laughs> there exists. Uh, it is Easter Sunday. Uh, God bless. <laughs> um, Xanax uh, is the devil and uh, definitely just oh like... My God. <laughs> Just, yeah, even the lowest is enough to make someone impossible to be around. They'll be blacking out. They'll be talking a bunch of shit. I've definitely been around too many people too many times, and I have lost patience. Yeah, I would say uh, we've done it rec- recreationally together once. And I don't remember. That's the problem. <laughs> and that's, that's the, the problem. Thing is, like, that was my thing. I was like, oh, yeah, we did Xanax. We were totally fine. And my friend, uh, Corey, who I'm sure we'll have on to, was like, you yeah, you guys fine. were totally different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what Zand out means is probably like noticeably like change in their personality or like um, an altered form of like attention, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. Yeah. But very, very low, like hardly responsive. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's just a warning sign if that's the second date and they're taking that before you guys go out. Like, that's definitely... Yes. Red flag. Red flag. Huge red flag. Like, not, not a casual... Uh, not no, a casual certainly not. A movie. Yeah. Although maybe if she was just really nervous and just was like, I'm going to second time. This guy's awesome. And I want the second date to go perfectly. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's not a, bad, uh, not a bad outlook, too. Do you have anything to say, Carlos? No, right now. Carlos took Xanax before this. I'm just kidding. Any last thing, Sam? Go for it. I'll be at the movie on Zans. <laughs> the Zans in the movie. <laughs> Dude, you know, he took 52 Zans all in one month and he's still drinking. He's, he's not the role model you really want. <laughs> yeah. He's not the true future that you need to be in. Um, 
So yeah, that was great. Uh, interesting uh, outlooks from OLM. Rich, I hope that helps you out. Uh, thanks for submitting the question. You know, like I said, we're all 20-somethings that uh, are not real therapists. So take that to heart. Uh, and good luck. And hey, if she's a nice girl, she's a nice girl. Xanax and all. Exactly. All right, gang, let's move on to the next question. And this one comes straight out of left field. Gonna hit everybody across the face. Would you fuck on the first date? And I'm going to ask my co-host, Stephen Baker, this. Um, have I done it? Sure. Do I promote it? No. Um, I would say when it comes to fucking on the first date, it really does depend on the girl, obviously, but most of the time it depends on what your outlook with that person is. Like, I think if I meet a girl and I immediately, like, I don't want to use the term fuck with her, but if I do immediately, like, feel a connection, I will probably push that back. And want to, like, maybe write it out to the third or fourth date so it means a little bit more when I do it. But if I know that this girl is, quote-unquote, uh, uh, DTF, I believe that's the acronym. That's, <laughs> um, and I don't believe it's going to go anywhere in the future, but I know that we both mutually feel the same way, I'll opt in. Um, does anyone else have an opinion on the topic? I mean, I'm currently going through the situation right now where I am involved with a girl who I did fuck on the first date if i may be completely frank and uh i think it all depends on the girl and what you expect with that relationship because i think if you set it up with that happening on the first date it's kind of doomed to fail you don't have a lot of time to build things up i mean this all depends on what your attention is maybe you guys are just very vibing with each other on the same wave and you want to keep that going forever that's fine but i find that most of the time it's driven by lust and after you get it over with you're just kind of you know it's, it's harder. You got to build the pieces. You got to get to know each other after you have already had sex. It's just, it's a little awkward. Do you kiss each other, you know, often after that? Like every time you meet up with her, like, do you, are you guys going to fuck on the second date, on the third date? It's, it blurs the lines. For yeah, sure. absolutely. It's, it makes it a little bit more, uh, difficult to gauge, I would say. 100%. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to, it's hurting my feelings right now. They're going to have to hurt this girl's feelings because I think she really wants to be in a relationship and that's. And that's the thing. we didn't because the the problem is is that we didn't we we already established that like cause that's a deep connection that you make after you have sex yeah. with somebody no matter what you remember and that person for we most of life. did not discuss what we wanted or what we expected afterwards and I think the only thing that can happen is some feelings will get hurt no matter what and that's the thing is you don't no one really looks at it from the other perspective like what if uh, that girl really wanted to have sex with you because she really really likes you and they could, thinks that that is the best way to get you to like her yeah yeah. Mm. If anyone understands that logic. No. Totally. I think, yeah. Um, but anyone else have a, <laughs> maybe a funner outlook on the subject? Uh, that was great yeah. feedback, though, for sure. I think that it can be completely cultural. True. Um, there are certain situations now that I'm not familiar with, with online dating, with Tinder and Bumble and all that other good stuff. I've never been a part of that, but I'm assuming that there are some advances that you can make prior to meeting up with somebody that might take you to a deeper place before you guys meet up. I'm not sure. Or you can be in a situation where, like I'm coming from, like Santa Barbara, UCSB, IV, where that type of action is completely a part of the culture and ingrained in, you know, how you interact with people. You're in these environments with 
Lots parties. of, yeah, party, 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 alcohol, alcohol, everything that you can imagine, every kind of sin. It's like Las Vegas, but for young people. Um, <laughs> exactly. And you're right next to the ocean. So um, it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about that no, where you are and what you're actually looking for can really determine whether or not that can sustain a relationship after the first fuck. Interesting. Just, just because I know, Mike, you also went to UCSB. I did. Uh, do you think that that culture was more welcome there than you would find in uh, San Francisco as we're in now? You know, I was going to say there is an element of mystery in a woman that you, as a girl, like, I think it's better to, you know, if you wait like a week or two and you've gone on a couple of dates and then you have sex, you give the, the man a chance to develop his feelings for you before you give it up, per se. But at the same time, my longest relationship, which was about two to three years, we had sex on the first date. We met at a party, we had sex that night, it broke my room. It's great, and I didn't want to hang out after that. So I don't know, too, you know? Yeah. It's like it's really hard to gauge. Exactly. Wow. See, I was going to totally say something that completely contradicts that, but I'm not going to now. I've never heard of somebody actually... Like, what I was going to say is that if you're fucking on the first date, it's probably nothing serious. Like, you always... You know, you make your decisions based on what you want out of that specific relationship with a person, but to hear that your longest relationship actually started that way, that's... It wasn't a date. It didn't start from a date, per se. We were at yeah. a party. We just... A friend introduced us, and, you know, one thing led to another. There was heavy awesome. drinking involved, but... Uh, Love yeah, can yeah. be found anywhere. Exactly. So... Yeah. And I think this, too, can be clarified as what you consider fucking on the first date. So if yeah. you meet at a party, and you guys really hit it off, and then it leads to that, like in Mike's case, that wasn't technically a first date. Yeah. It's not hey, I'm really into you, I'd like to take you out, let's go to dinner, and then we go back to my place, blah, blah, Great blah. Point. Which is something I don't see many people our age actually doing, especially with the advancement of technology. It's yeah. true. If it is, it's like, hey, let's meet up for coffee, we'll chat, then it's like, okay, we'll do another one. Or it's like, hey, let's meet up straight at the bar, and that's the intention, that's the purpose, I'm trying to go get laid tonight. And <laughs> if that's your intent and purpose, then... I think that's okay. That's that's what you were trying to do. Netflix and chill. Hey. You just not, that was a bomb drop, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the time of the day that you set something up, especially through these like uh, website dating apps and stuff like that, is definitely a, a telling sign of the events to come. Uh, anything else? Uh, anyone uh, oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know, hearing from Mike, I think. We can see that maybe that's not as big of a factor as we think it is in whether or not a relationship will, you know, blossom or not. If you guys are meant to be, you know, if you guys are fucking with each other, you guys are fucking with each other. And if you guys are only fucking with each other for one night, then you're only fucking with each other for one night. I think maybe, you know. True. No matter what, there's feelings involved. There's always feelings involved, Feelings. Feelings happen. Love it. That was the best chime you've had so far. Keep them coming. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question. Chelsea has a, a real girl question yes. for a group of males. So this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is catcalling. I love talking about this shit. Okay, let's go. And actually, before I ask the question, I'm going to start with a little story. Yesterday, I was working at um, the Lower Hay Flea, actually, Sucka Flea, Mart. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I was I working with my homegirl, and um, this guy, this older gentleman, walked by and he shouted at me, mind you, I'm with a huge group of girls. He's like, How much she costs? And I was like, <laughs> I make super expensive. And the girl next to me was like, She's priceless. 
And we all just kind of, like, laughed and walked away. And, you know, some girl was like, oh, I hate it when you catcall. And I was like, I don't mind it when it's funny like this, you know? So the question is, catcalling, has it ever worked? I'd love to know. Point a, point a finger and we'll, we'll go around the circle. How about we just start with who's next to you, Trevor? No, I don't think so. But I've never catcalled. I don't know. Well, I used to drive around, like, Disneyland with my friends, like... Eighth, sixth grade. Well, no, not no. Like, like whenever we first started to get a card, we would like yell, you know, get our heads out of the window and just yell. Yeah, whatever. I've been sitting there. Just stick our heads out the window and just yell obscenities to people. But it was never like at specifically targeted at women, and it was okay. never like, damn, she's fine. You know what I mean? Like, you run track. Yeah, exactly. None, none of that. And although that is, if if someone were to catcall, I hope it is with dudes who run track. Uh, yes. No, I don't think it's ever worked because you're uh, the, you're already you know driving away or you're already like somebody's on the move and then you're calling out to them. They're not gonna like turn around and stop and be like this ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Have, okay. So counter question: Have you ever been with like a group of dudes and one of your homeboys might have catcalled somebody? I just want to know if you've ever seen it work. I don't know. I make wise decisions with the people I hang out with. I don't think that has ever happened. I honestly Good don't think that's you, ever happened. Pal. Good to know. Good to know. Sam, uh, have, has it ever worked for you, catcalling? No, no. Um, I will say it's something I've always been kind of opposed to personally. Uh, it's something I see all the time in uh, the Tenderloin tender where I baby. live. Uh, there's always a lot of elder men <laughs> out in the street, and they are not not too uh, not too shy with their words to the women that walk by, um, or what they think are women. Um, <laughs> depending on the occasionally, walk, depending on oh. the walk. Well, you've been catcalled. Yeah, I've been catcalled. Yeah, I've been catcalled in my. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten locked in my liquor store before. Yeah. Kind of, you know, walked in there. That was a little bit scary. Uh, you know, there was I, a point where I hope Daredevil came down to save me and Sam. Like, you know, <laughs> we're cornered. Um, and yeah, you know, that's that's another thing. Is I live in a city where I've been catcalled before. So as a, a male, that's I, I don't like it. I, I don't don't know why anyone would be like, oh yeah, okay, thanks. Like, I think. It's kind of ridiculous that people actually think that that could work. And it's, you know, I'd love to take to the streets and ask some people this question. So actually, you catch doing it, you know, like kind of those controls. Confront somebody? Yeah. Why did you yell at that girl? We'll send like an attractive girl down the street and then some guy will yell something and we're going to just run up with the, the, hey, has it ever worked for you? And then they'll tell, you know, who knows? We'll get some stories. But they're the ones that have really tried. Like, I'm sure it takes at least a thousand tries before maybe... You land one. Maybe you land one. I don't know. I think just going around the circle, uh, I've I've catcalled women. Not like in a way where I'm like, oh, hey, bitch, let me uh, smell you. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing real weird like that. Like, you know, I've definitely, uh, I guess I haven't catcalled girls, but girls will walk by and I'll literally like exhale like, holy shit. <laughs> or, like, or like a fuck. Same. But like, I've been like, you know, I've walked past a girl and definitely was like, whoa and like have that girl look at me that's not catcalling i'm not like harassing women but i'm definitely like seeing women that will make me verbally exhale or like confess of like my interest but never anything aggressive ben what about you and also no i've never seen it work i think the only time it ever worked was in like when the beach boys were growing up <laughs> drive by in your car and you're like what up shorty and then they hop in go and get a fucking milkshake bust a nut you're out Two cool shorts standing side by side, and then you make a song about it. 
Go for it, Ben. <laughs> never seen it work, never done it. I think the only way that I don't even know if it'd be considered catcalling is if somebody would approach the girl and actually start talking to them instead of, you know, what you'd think about some guy leaning up against the wall and being like, hey, what's up, legs? And seeing, having her turn around and be like, oh, these legs? <laughs> these legs? <laughs> and it just, I don't think it's a good practice. Should be banned. I think it's just one of those, uh, you, uh, one of those wishful thinkings that's perpetuated by uh, rap music and music videos. Yes. Hey, do people even actually think it's going to work, though? Like, I feel like it's, it's something, I know, I feel like it's something else. I think it's like a flex, like they're trying to, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily with the intent of this girl's going to fuck me after I say, damn, bitch, where the titties do? Where the titties do? You know what I mean? Like, I really think that it's just like, somebody sees something they find attractive and they want to like, maybe Shout boast it. for their boys, maybe be like, guys, look at this, or even just be like, hey, you know, like... <laughs> I I get where you're coming from on that. It definitely could be some boastful shit. Yeah, exactly. It could be like a like look at us interpersonal need that they need to fill, as opposed to like this girl's gonna fuck me. It's always someone trying to gain attention, but like are trying to like give someone attention, but it's always someone trying to get attention back. Mm-hmm. If I had to gauge it, it's like hey, and then it's like hey, and then you're like, I think anyone who gets responded to from catcalling is probably like, oh shit, uh. How how are you? Like, <laughs> what do you say after that? You know. Yeah. Chelsea, do you feel like your question was answered? Yes, I do. I'm glad we have a group consensus. You guys, we need yeah. more men like you in the world, so this is no longer an issue. Carlos, just from your angle, catcalling no good. Because I know a lot of the times I've been catcalled is when I did live in the Tenderloin, and it was always yeah older gentlemen, and I'm not really sure they knew that I was a man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the comments. It was nice, yeah. but let's leave it at that. Never worked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, you never fell for it. No, but you I do bring up an interesting point. Is sometimes being catcalled strangely makes you feel nice, yeah. but then you feel guilty about feeling oh, nice no. because it's an issue, right? Yeah, and you don't want to yeah. respond positively. But sometimes you're having like a shitty day, and maybe the guy's attractive, and he's like, "Hey, looking good," and you're like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you didn't even tell me. <laughs> this is not catcalling, but I did recently at my work uh, tell a girl that she looked really good that day. This was yeah. a couple days ago. That's not catcalling. That's more of a compliment, correct? Yeah, it's a compliment. Thanks for making me not feel weird about that. I think Carlos wants to ask a question. Oh, yeah. Um, so the next question we got is sliding in the DMs. Who's done it and did it work? So, ooh, sliding in the DMs. Who's mm-hmm. done it? Did it work? Do you want to ask anyone specifically first off, and then we'll go into it? Um, I don't think I want to ask, but I've definitely done it. You've done it? Yeah. And has it worked? It worked, but he sadly moved. Like, there's always a weird... Yeah, so he's like, if you would have done it sooner, you're like, definitely would have been down. I was like, why'd you move? <laughs> why'd you... <laughs> you had something. Yeah. Um, I've done it. It's worked. Uh, I've definitely talked to girls that, like, known about me before. Um, and I've known about them and maybe we've had some weird interaction and I've talked to them via the DMs. We've linked up and had intercourse. Never have I like talked to a girl that maybe I've never met and actually linked up with them and it's led to anything, if that's made any sense. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, I think it, it's kind of a way of putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, from my perspective, if you like, if it works, it works, but... 
it's also a risky business because you could come off as like um, a quote unquote weirdo. Definitely. Um, I feel just totally just in the in the ancient times here. <laughs> have not used Tinder. Have not used Bumble. Have not. I'm talking DM Twitter, somebody Instagram. on Instagram, IG direct, the only IG director just like, fuck Jerry's and, uh, I'm the IG, I was the IG You know, direct. funny oh, stuff Steven between Baker. friends, I've, I've never, I've never been a part of that lifestyle, I've never seen it work because I'm zero for zero. I just really, I think this is a big part of why I want to start this podcast with all you fine people is that I like talking with people, I like to actually know them in person. Yeah. You know, really have a moment with them and then go from there instead of, hey, I saw you posted a cool photo. Yeah. What do you even say? Like, <laughs> yo, hey, I what's like, up? I'll tell you. Nothing. Tell I me. can't lie to you guys. I have slid into the DMs and I will continue to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I will continue Trevor. to not lie to you guys. I slid into the Instagram direct DMs last night. Yes. And it seems to be working. <laughs> I've got nothing more to say. Once you establish a connection, however she finds you, you follow each other, you like each other's photos, that's, I think that's game. If you've been, you know, maybe keep it going for a couple of weeks to make sure that they really, like, think you're cute or whatever. It's like, modern game for yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that is game. You have to learn how to read, like, like social media as a whole other yeah, realm. Because realm, I have never approached a girl in real life yet. You guys might be surprised to hear. I am not a virgin. Uh, like, really, it, there's levels to this shit. You gotta, like, establish a connection, wait for each other to like each other. All you need to do is slide in with the hey. If they're feeling it, they're gonna want to talk to you. Because, honestly, they've probably been waiting for it. Exactly. Uh, my big thing is, like, I've... Any girl that I've never... Or any girl that I still am hung up on, we did not meet that way. We met in real life. Like, girls that still manifest themselves in my mind... I've met through actual interactions. Um, DMing someone kind of takes that, like, nervousness out of it because I'm like, fuck it, I'm hiding through my phone. But that's only my outlook. Chelsea, you wanted to say something as well. Um, I think DMing, I think it's good and it's bad. It really depends what you're DMing for. Um, Because I use Instagram a lot. I use it for a lot of different things. So I've had people DM me for all sorts of things, not just trying to talk to me. Usually if it's a dude trying to talk to me, I just ignore them. You get ignored if you're a dude. Pretty much if you're a dude and you're DMing me for anything, whether it's a photo shoot or art or just trying to talk to me, you're getting ignored. But if you're a chick and you DM me, I'm definitely going to respond to you. And I really appreciate when girls reach out to me and have something nice to say or want to collaborate on something. I am all about communicating on Instagram because it's a great platform. Uh, Sammy, have something to say? Any of you had... Girls slide into your DMs. Ooh, Ooh good question. Yes. Turn that shit around on them. Yeah. Um, it's happened. It's happened. Uh, I, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more openly. Uh, girls have... A girl has slid into my DMs, and we did talk, and um, it did kind of end up in a sexual encounter. And uh, I didn't expect that, but, you know, there is, like, an initial, like, someone tries to come out and give you attention and you're immediately like, damn, someone reached out to me. Um, and like, you know, especially like in the city we live in, San Francisco and stuff like that, uh, with everyone's heads down in their phone, it's kind of like cool to be acknowledged on some level, even if you don't know that person at all. Um, so yes, it had, I have been slid into, or I don't know if that's a good no. <laughs> You know what I mean, baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you yeah, want to say something? 
I've gotten a big fat whopping zero. No Dude, one, ben, has me. No <laughs> one has hit me up. I guess I don't have good in, uh, social media game. I don't make. I, I don't take do. good photos. Yeah, not a good looking know. person. How many how many photos don't have your girlfriend in them? That's, uh, awesome. that's, that's a that's good question. A so I am point. very vocal about my relationship. Yeah, so that might be, put up the wall. But <laughs> put up the wall. I mean, I, I welcome that wall. I don't really don't need the attention. I'm I'm very content with where I'm at. But if anybody wants to hit me up for business inquiries, <laughs> DM I would the show. love that. <laughs> so let me know. Uh, do you guys have any comments on that? Never DMs, never been DMs on Instagram per se, but dating apps, that's a whole different world. Yeah, that's yeah. like, that's just messaging. It's not even DMing. That's, just, that's something else. And that, oh, 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 I'll put my input there later. Yes, there we go. Oh, <laughs> Anything for you? Oh, you, wait, you did. You said it. Okay, thanks, Carlos. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to happen. And when it does happen, depending on what side of it you're on, you're kind of like, what's going on? You can admit a girl DMs you yeah. in the past and you're kind of like, whoa, this is sick. It's not visual, but if you could see my face right now, it's like... He's kind of like, he's like, like his head's back, like, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> Trevor, uh, you want to ask a question? Let's, yes, let's do it. I think the next thing we're going to ask, we're going to direct this to the ladies, and by default, the only lady in this room, <laughs> That's me. Madame Chaton. Uh, ladies, to what degree does a man's style matter? How, you know, deep do you guys look at it? Are you guys looking to just catch a vibe? Are you looking at individual pieces? Like, what... How um, how much does it matter, and would you ever date a guy that didn't match, you know, kind of what you expected, or what you what you want, you know what I mean? This is a very complex question. I have lots of thoughts about this. Let's hear them. So, the first thing is that if you're a shitty person, style's not gonna save it for you. What do you mean by a shitty person? Like, if you're just a douche, like, if you're catcalling me, and you got great style... I don't give a shit. All I say is that you're catcalling me. If we go out on a date and you have, you're just an awful person, same, same deal. Doesn't matter. Style doesn't matter. It's not going to save you. But I love a dude with good style. So shoes, I'm always looking at shoes. I also really like, you know, like the buttoned up look. Uh, my boyfriend wears suits all the time. Love that shit. They're custom. He makes them. And yeah. Um, who's your, who's your boyfriend? <laughs> Is it producer Sam? Yeah, producer I think Sam is a well-dressed male. Most and people it, I, I can, I, I Honestly, I look on from my just lonely perch in Southern California and just wish <laughs> I could be half the stylish man that Sam Hart is. He is on another level. Pull up on a kid. <laughs> Great. Um, we gotta get you a drop board. I know. <laughs> I think it's like, it's coming? Okay, cool. We gotta, you know, at least just, if it's only DMX, it still works. Um, <laughs> go for it, Ben. Can I take this in a side direction here? Go for it. I love it. I want to just say that I've at least noticed, maybe it's been the shift to San Francisco, but just a more concentrated effort on the male side to look better. Yes. And I remember when me and Sam started getting into raw denim back in... Like high school, sophomore year of high school, the dark ages. Exactly, you know we we started really caring about what we were wearing and just really taking it to heart about having a good style and emanating our or emanating our personality through it. That a lot of people looked at us and they're like, like, why do you care? Like, I'm gonna wear my basketball shorts, I'm gonna wear my jerseys, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look like shit basically. And now you're really seeing that. I think even I've been reading that research, even proving that males are spending more money on shopping and on clothes than ever before. 
That might be the availability of clothes because shopping was so hard for guys. Now they have things like Trendy Butlers, Frieza Boxes, just yeah. Karma Loot, whatever, whatever you use. I don't use any of those except for a Frieza Box. Thank you, Madison, for that. <laughs> freaking awesome. Um, these are like, uh, sorry, Carlos asked what these are. They're like, uh, oh. you know, subscription boxes for style. Wow. So exactly. Like, you can, like find things you like and then they'll send you stuff every month and that kind of shit. That's cool. Yeah, yeah right? Wow. It makes it really easy for guys to find a little bit more oomph to their yeah. style. And consistency. Exactly. And if you don't own a pair of raw denim jeans, go buy yourself one. Do yourself Do a favor. Do yourself a favor. Feel connected to something you own. <laughs> I think I think a big reason why this is, was even a question that was posed is because like social media is making people more competitive almost. I think oh, well, somewhere sure. in the back of your head, you're kind of scared that... You know, even if you're with a girl that is really, you know, with you, that someday Mr. Steel Girl is going to, like, you know, this fucking skater douche from the Inland Empire that just, like, you know, has got the high water <laughs> dickies. Uh. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? This Inland Empire skater-ass motherfucker is going to come by, steal your girl, and just, like, Wu-Tang a joint on Vine, and she's just going to love it. And you're a piece of shit because you don't do that, you know? I, I definitely understand that. So, 100%. social media is making things more competitive, and how legit of a fear is that? Yeah, see, I think that's a different question, because that's not it is, style in real life. That's whether or not you have a cool Instagram. And I would like to hear the thoughts on that, too. Like, you meet somebody in person, and, you know, you feel whatever way about them. Like, does them having a really awesome Instagram, you know, does that change your perspective on them? Like, are you into the, the Instagram blogger vibe? Of women? Absolutely. Of 100%. Yeah, I will say I'm into it to an extent. The second that I see the Instagram model girl, I'm uninterested, personally. Okay. Personally. I get that for sure. I don't see, at least in my in my opinion, if there's someone that... I don't know. It's just my... It's, it's me personally. I don't, I don't want a girlfriend that's going to be out there, you know, Second. getting all of these photographers to take photos of her without her clothes on. And I don't see why I would want to start a relationship with that. That's a personal one that belongs to the timeline. It's a. I feel like it's a oh, trend. What? I feel like it's a trend right now. It's something that we've seen really expand over the past two to three months. I would say personally, I've like really started to notice it. I think it might be an Instagram algorithm thing because, especially the past few weeks, <laughs> my fucking explorers is all girls, and I'm yeah. annoyed with it. I'm out done with Instagram. I, I think um, they realize that you're a male. I mean, they realize <laughs> I'm a male. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, also, I've grown up in this time where, like, these girls on the internet, like, it's unattainable, you know? Little, it's yeah. something that's, um, you know, you see these, like, girls that are idolized for this, like, tiny waist and these huge breasts and the huge ass. And, like, in my opinion, I mean, they're out there, but it's not something that you should be, like, idealizing for because that's not the average girl. And that's not the person that you're, you know, chances are. I've had plenty of photographer friends. They say that most of these girls that they shoot with are awful people. <laughs> It's like, oh, they suck, man. Like, you know, I it's just, it's, it's, it's all, I don't know. That's my, that's my two cents personally. Go for it. I think Sam has a really good point. And I think if you honestly look hard enough at these girls, there becomes a tipping point where they're not real anymore. Where what you're seeing on their social media is not actually who they are. There are some people who are genuinely beautiful people and they're very photogenic and they do great at it. But you can honestly tell when someone is actually using their social medias That's for the attention purposes. Yeah. And it's, it's very noticeable. If you actually look, you can tell. And I, I've heard Sam say this before, like, they're not real people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not a real person anymore. Which is 
I mean, if that's what you're going for, then that's what you're going for. I think, uh, I haven't really said my say on this yet. Uh, you know, I think the blogger girl is definitely kind of a, a problem. I think any girl that's like, Buying, per- buying things purposely to promote them on Instagram and stuff like that is kind of a little bit ridiculous. I understand you want to rep your stuff, but I think uh, most people should just do them. Like, personally, I don't really care if I have a thousand Instagram followers. I just kind of post to make people I like enjoy it. Uh, and I don't know. I think women on Instagram can either be themselves or they can choose to take the path of something that is a little bit manufactured. Um, and I think that men that won't the kind of men that notice that are the kind of men that also don't comment on photos saying like hard eyes and stuff like that or tagging their <laughs> friends being like dude did you see what i tagged you in and then that, that other guy's like yeah dude that fucking ass um this is the part where nick siegel comes in like i knew it Ooh, would you get done playing nick some tennis mm-hmm. oh you ran that's really cool that's that's better nick siegel thanks for uh jumping on the podcast with us <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. His exact reaction was, oh shit. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of my outlook on it too. Um, let's let's kind of wrap this up, Tip, how you want to say uh, something? This is just a very personal uh, you know, question to me. I just had to, my last relationship that you know had been going on for five months, I had to break off because I found out the girl had created a Tinder while we were dating, but for this reason that she explained to me that I fully believe is that she did it for Twitter promotion. I think the social, like social media is like really like yeah. creating this thing in people where that they really don't feel like they have a lot of self worth unless they get eighty likes, likes a hundred likes oh, on the wow. selfie. You know what I mean? And like that's a real problem because that's what you know broke me and Chelsea up. Different Chelsea, um, <laughs> and you know I'm still hurting for it. It's just like it's not. You can't really blame girls on this. You you know like it's yeah, a societal sure. thing. It's it's what yeah. we're, people people are expecting people to you know achieve these certain heights. Heights, in in air quotes, right? Yeah, I'm glad we're ending. This will definitely be a topic that will come up again, for sure, especially in the future, um, with the experiment we're going to run. But I I definitely think that that's a a good note to end that on. And thanks for uh, sharing that. Of course. It's kind of uh, hard to say stuff like that sometimes. Um, The next question, a big question, uh, is Mike's question. And he's about to uh, hit us with it, Mike. Dropping it down here. Okay, so this is something that I think there's been maybe a change with over the past, you know, maybe decade, but the question is, in this day and age, you know, so much of our lives are uh, on our phones, and even especially dating all the apps and whatnot, everyone is familiar with them, everyone's experimented. Uh, So, ladies out there, uh, how do you feel when a guy at this day and age approaches you, just a regular, old school, in a public way, clearly trying to, you know, hit on you or make a move on you? Maybe not in a very, like, uh, like unclassy way. Like, you know, making a good effort, but still, like, like what's happened to that? How do you feel about that in this day and age? Chelsea, how about you take the reins on this? Uh, keep in mind Sam is here, but maybe answer as honestly as you can. <laughs> well, this one is actually for our listener ladies. Yeah, yeah. We want them to write in to us and answer this question. But um, at least from my perspective, I've never, I've never hit it off with somebody any other way. So it's my live and die method i guess that's kind of a boring answer but (laughs) i'm pretty traditional when it comes to that but do you think you've ever been at a point personally where you would consider uh maybe not meeting somebody in that format of uh in person and stuff like that i know that uh you've been with somebody for a while now and stuff like that but do you think if you were single in this day and age would you probably try to pursue 
a dating website or something like that, maybe that would alter your mind frame on meeting people just, like, at a bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was single, like, six months ago. Sad Boy Studios. <laughs> for a good six months. And um, I didn't sign up for any of the apps. I, there was definitely a couple times when somebody had asked me this question, actually, like, oh, how come you don't use them? Like, everyone uses them. And I felt a little bit, like, like an oddity at the time that I was, like, the only single person in the world that didn't have a dating app. But, I mean, I still went out and did my thing, and it was fine, you know? Interesting. You don't have to use them. It's still out there. And I think people truly do still value, like, human-to-human connection. And when I was talking to people about using the dating apps, people usually, like, they're not looking for love on a dating app. They're looking to pass time. They're looking to find, like, the next date, the next connection that might connect you to something else. And down the line, through new connections, you might find somebody new. But usually, most people that I talk to... They weren't using their Tinder and their Bumble for true love, <laughs> at least. Go for it, man. One thing I'll say is, to Mike's question, one thing that I really noticed is that eye contact is extremely hard for people our age. Yes. And that was a huge part of game before social media, was making that eye contact across the room, seeing if it was okay to approach, and then really taking it from there and really talking to somebody. Now you're talking to somebody, their eyes are darting, it's really hard for them to look at you without... You know, looking at their phone first or, you know, looking for somewhere else to be really engaged in. Secondly, if someone actually has a conversational game to sustain it, it might not be reciprocated. Yeah. Which is another huge fault in where we're at right now. So you might go up and talk to the person of the opposite sex and they might be too nervous or they might not even know what you're trying to do because they're not even used to it anymore. I think uh, as a guy who... I dated a girl for a year and uh, like a 364 days. That will be a story we'll tell way later. But um, as a guy who met her mainly off of eye contact, we were on a bus. We looked at each other a couple times. And yes, as you don't know me personally, I'm kind of a pussy. So um, when it comes to like meeting people in person, like I looked at her a couple times and she actually gave me her phone number. Um, And the last girl that I dated... uh, you know, it all started for me looking at her a couple times and building up the confidence to, like, talk to her because she looked back. Um, but I definitely think that that's lost on our society. I think people would rather have their, uh, like, heads down than actually, like, uh, try to approach people. I think they're all in their own world too much. Um, I want to kind of flip this question a little bit uh, uh, and point this at Mike real quick. Because uh, I know I kind of, not struggle with this, but feel awkward kind of actually going up and talking to girls. So, how do you feel about that uh, as someone who's used those apps and stuff like that? Like, I, I mean, I've definitely had success before, maybe in college, going up to girls and, like, you know, moving to a new city. Yeah. And uh, you're getting a little bit out of your traditional social circle, and you're working a lot more than you're used to, things like that. So, in my boredom time, maybe I'm at work, I'm taking a shit or something like that. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> to be honest, like, it's actually worked out pretty well. I've been able to develop some game, quote-unquote, and I know yeah. it sounds ridiculous, and it is, but literally me being bored at work, taking a crap, has led to me dating a girl, having sex with a girl, things like that, where I ended up working out, so uh, it's funny how this is like a the 21st century kind of thing, where you're kind of wasting some time, maybe, that you have at work, and it leads to you uh, yeah. meeting a girl, going out with her. Do you think that you, I mean, you obviously felt some connection to this girl, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few girls. There's yeah. Five girls, maybe. 
So I would say that uh, I have the like I'm in a sort of anomaly in this situation. I have only ever met girls on the internet. Even when I was 14, my first girlfriend that I dated for four years, I think we met on MySpace, uh, and uh, who grew up to be a famous rapper. Check it out. Shout her out right now. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. She doesn't do music anymore, I think. I don't know. She moved back to Florida. Dude. She uh, actually know. does like video stuff with uh, Aquafina, a rapper. Okay, I know. Yeah, Queens, yeah. They live. I thought they like lived together or something for a while. Not, no, say, not the water company. Not the water no. company. A W K. Sign a Coca-Cola records, baby. But I think you could definitely get by without having that. And I think a problem that I face personally uh, is that I've never approached a girl in real life. I think it might be a little bit weird sometimes. Like it can be weird because you know that these dating apps exist. You know, like who wants to be? Because I, I hang out with a lot of girls, and I've always hung out with a lot of girls growing up, and I always hear about them talking about how, oh, this creep came up to me and started talking to yeah, me, exactly. blah, 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 and I've always just been afraid of being that guy, so I think the, you know, the dating app approach is a little safer, uh, you it's, know that they want to talk to you, and you don't, you know, you don't end up being that weirdo that's just, like, hounding somebody at a bar or something, because that, that could go south real quick, you know? I agree. I think it's hard to put yourself out there. Final thought, Chelsea, go for it. But you can still be that guy on the internet. So it doesn't matter if, like, it doesn't matter whether you approach her in person or approach her on the internet. If you're a good guy and you have good intentions, that's going to convey either way. Ben, wrap this up. Okay, and I just think that's totally true, but if you fail in the in-person contact, it's completely done. But you could be a creep on the internet and you meet a person, oh, he's actually a nice guy, he just doesn't know how to talk on the internet. Yeah. You can make up for it, I think. But if you fail the in, in-person contact, oh, you're done. Yeah. You're out. Oh, yeah. You're, you're done. I mean, at least you know. He's, he's so weird. He's so weird. I'm a very straightforward person. So, that. I think uh, Sam, the producer, has the last question of the night. Um, if you could pass us the document. Sam, uh, why don't you jump into this and wrap us up, please? Um, so, yeah, my last question is uh, what everyone's opinion is on the whole I have a boyfriend trend that's going on right now where we kind of talk, talk about this topic about how it is kind of hard and people are afraid to approach women in public um, and and they're out being... And they're out being... I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. What do you... <laughs> so, like, say I approach so, Chelsea, right? Yes. And I'm like, hey, girl, I like your braids. She has braided hair right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard you do art. You're pretty chill uh let's uh maybe like talk or something and say chelsea was single and her answer would be uh no i've got a boyfriend which whether is a lie whether or not. or not she's single or not just to opt out of the social situation have okay. you ever seen that meme online yeah 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 i think the I, guy, he, I think yeah that's, that's he funny. drops it the girl drops her wallet and the guy behind her picks it up and he's like hey you and she looks back and she's like uh i got a boyfriend and he's like well fine guess i'm keeping your wallet then yeah, and like, you know, okay. what's everyone's opinion on that? I mean, for me personally, I think if a girl doesn't want to talk to you, she doesn't want to talk to you. And I think if that's like the easiest out they have, it's an yeah. easy out. But yeah. also, you know, respect me as like, not respect me, but like understand that like I am someone trying to put myself out there and maybe like I do deserve 30 seconds of conversation. You know, it's interesting because I come from a point where I do have a girlfriend. And I can be at the Adidas store on Market Street, and I can walk away to look for a tracksuit for 30 seconds, and there's three different guys asking her for her number. And, you know, of course, there's certain things that I would like her to say in that situation. Yeah. But being on the other end of that, you know, as a guy, how do you how do you deal with that type of situation? You know, is that something that's, you know, it's become almost easier to approach these women online where you don't, you know, if they just don't respond to you, that's easier than having to deal with them 
you know, kind of, like, slamming you in public. You don't know what, whether these girls are going to be, like, these feminist types that you run into online that are, like, <laughs> don't cackle tough. me and, like, freak out, you know? And, yeah. I mean, nothing against feminists, but it's a hardcore thing right now. It's, you know, you don't want to get Instagrammed. Yeah, I don't want to be Instagrammed. I don't want to be out in public. Like, T-Pause said, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Can't get caught flipping. I don't want to be that guy. And who knows if me just telling and complimenting a girl or asking her for a number will set off that certain person. So, I mean... I think problems begin to arise when, like you said, people start to think that they deserve 30 seconds of conversation, because honestly, they don't. I mean, like, we go talking yeah, back to catcalling and stuff, like, I don't know, I'm not a girl, but it is, it's hard out here. They're constantly, like... For women, no, I, you know I understand. What I mean? like, it's, That's why it's I avoid It's a fine them. out, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's easy, It'll, it sends the message across, you know, I'm not interested in having this person talk to me, and then that's fine, I think. And, but that's they a, should have more options. Than but that, we're know? like slightly scared of girls. That's like, like I just said. That's like why I avoid them is because yeah. like I'm afraid of fucking feeling like a weird ass dude. And like you know, that's the thing is like I don't, I don't want to walk up to somebody and feel like you know maybe this girl's gonna be kind of a dick to me. But if she says I have a boyfriend, then it's an e- it allows me to separate myself from the situation. Uh, yeah. Just being like, oh, she's just. I being think it's right. easier for both people. Yeah, true, Chelsea. In my opinion, I feel like girls, just in general, shouldn't use the, oh, I have a boyfriend excuse if it's not true. Like, having a boyfriend is not an excuse. If you say no and they say why and you say because I have a boyfriend, that's a valid reason. But you shouldn't just be using it as an excuse. Like, say what you want to say. Like, if some guy's, like, catcalling you, tell him, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, don't catcall me. Like, get your point across so that people listen. Like, don't just keep using, oh, I have a boyfriend as an excuse. That's not helping anybody. Yeah, no, it's true. Um... I mean, I'm glad we got and got that out. Does anyone else have an opinion? Carlos, anything? Have you ever had to drop that line on anybody? No? Nobody's ever approached me. Well, that's... <laughs> Welcome to my life, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so, yeah, guys. Thank you kind of for being on this episode, and thanks for all the questions. I hope uh, stuff that we uh, kind of answered, for the most part, helps you out. Uh, I think... Everybody here kind of asked a question that they wanted to talk about, and it's cool that we got to sit down and discuss this stuff. Uh, Do you have anything to say before we plug it up and wrap it up? I'm just very excited to see where this goes. I think that we're all kind of outliers here and that we want to communicate, and I think that all of our our discussion points are really going to have interesting perspectives on this because we all do want to see something different from the get-go, so. Yeah, I think... For sure. Like, we're people that are like-minded and have different opinions, but at the same time um, might view, our view askew might be a little bit differently than uh, modern uh, people our age as well. Um, so cool. Uh, this has been Too Broke for Therapy. Uh, this is the moment where I kind of give people that took their time to be on the show to kind of plug it up, uh, see if they have anything that they want us to check out, and if they have a recommendation for anything that kind of helps them get through the week whether it be a song or a movie or even like uh, a type of public transportation you know it can be anything that kind of helps you get through the week and do that do a plug and get through it uh i'll start real quick uh you can follow us at the podcast at uh tbft podcast at twitter and you can always go to the two broke for therapy.com website and check out all of our episodes and you can find us on itunes under uh two broke for therapy as well um, you can follow me at Stephen Baker 8 on Twitter. And the thing that helped me get through the week, uh, for the most part, was Slime Season 3, baby. Young Thug dropped a new album. 
going to see him in May, uh, and it's been a real pleasure waking up to that and, and vibing. Uh, ben. I'm a huge audiobook and podcast guy. I think this is why mm-hmm. me and Stephen bonded over this, so I'm going to use my time here to plug what I'm listening to. Go for my it. My good friend Nick Siegel introduced me to the Tim Ferriss Show. He is a huge inspiration to this whole podcast. His questions are so on point. The guy is so intelligent. He gets a chance to interview the most incredible people I've never heard of and have heard of. So please check him out. I'm also listening to one of the most fascinating audiobooks of my life right now. It's called How to Get Rich in Rising Eight. How to yeah, How to Get Filthy Rich in Rising Asia. The entire book is written in second person. So you live the life of the main character. It's blowing my mind right now. Everything is, you are this, you are that, and I'm completely mind-blown by that. Are you audiobooking that? Or yes. Are you, okay. I've completely given up reading books traditionally. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever buy a traditional Print book again. Print is dead. I will forever no. listen to books. I've cranked through about ten books in the past three, four it's, months. It's easy to burn. Wow, that's and, great, And though. it's the most that I've ever been able to absorb at once, so I'm... Fully a proponent of this new style of learning. Cool. That's great. Um, and how do we follow you on Twitter? I know we can find you on the website. Not an active Twitter user, but I will try my best <laughs> to get on it. It's my full name, at Benjamin Simons. You spell my last name with one M, S-I-M-O-N-S. How to get that down today? I spelled it with two M's by accident. Same way as I butchered Chelsea's last name, everybody butchers my last name, so... It happens. It what comes around, goes around. Exactly. I, I don't usually correct people, so I just let it happen. Um... Mike, do you have anything that helps you get through the week, song-wise? It could be a movie, anything that like uh, has happened that helps you get through the week. And if you want people to contact you, how could they do so? Honestly, man, I'm gonna go a little old school on this. Sometimes you just need to talk to your buddy, you know, listen to a little jazz music on the way home. Oh or yeah, like baby. That. Like, you know that uh, if you want to find me, man, find me on LinkedIn, man. I'm big on LinkedIn right now. LinkedIn, it <laughs> keep it going. I'm investing in the professional world a lot, and that's my biggest uh, avenue of social media. So, uh, Mike Middleman, you can find me on there. I'm not gonna even tell you how to spell that. Just sound double T E L as in give him hell. Oh baby, man, bam, drop that, and I'm out. Awesome, Mike, dude, what a character! I love having him on the podcast. Carlos, anything from you? Um. A friend showed me sales is the band. Sales and them for like the past like month. So what kind of what genre? <laughs> I'm really bad at genres. Honestly. Okay, I'm so bad at them. I'm just like oh. Okay, so yeah. sales. Oh, Pink Spiders. I listened to them today. So there you go. Uh, throwback. Throwback. All right. Uh, do you have any form of social media that people can find you on? Oh, uh, Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Uh, it's okay. Close underscore. Cool. Can you give it one more time. Full close. Poo close? Yeah. You gotta spell that for me. P U K O S. P U K O S. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Chelsea. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off what Mike said. Um, as a woman, I just like I really need girl time and I need to be able to like connect with my ladies. I think that's so important. So yes, at least once yes. a week, um, I meet with my homegirl Leah. I mean, I also help her with her business, but we just meet up at least once a week and connect and talk and just catch up on everything and I swear that's like my day of I mean it's usually also paired with yoga but that is my day for self care for sure for sure and uh, how can people get in contact with you you can do the Instagram thing yeah I don't have a Twitter but you can follow me on Instagram you can see a picture of the painting I just did today Um, my Instagram is c.jane and what's your art show date one more time April 14th at 7.15 Folsom from 9 to 2 a.m. You can find all of the heads of this podcast hanging out there. Producer Sam, Ben, and I, and Chelsea. Uh, Keep up. Go for it.
Okay, uh, this is little Trev. Uh, Ooh, sign okay. it out. You can slide into my DMs at Young T Pal <laughs> on Twitter, Y U N G T P O W. Alf Pogs on Instagram, A L F P O G S. You can catch me every other Sunday at the fucking esports arena in Santa Ana, California, <laughs> competing in the Super Smash Brothers Melee uh, tournament called Super Smash Sundays. Catch me on stream. And what helped me out this week was Just Read Up mixtape by YG. Oh, Throwing it back. YG. Some Southern California love before I move out to San Francisco. Let me, hey. ask, let me ask you this. I'm excited for you to come up. Who are you playing as in Smash right now? Marth. Marth? Fucking people. Are you brawling? No! Melee. Melee's the only okay, game. Okay, okay. But we can... We we'll can dive into that on another podcast. Uh, Sam, anything to... Oh, yeah. I had a great time today. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. No problem, dude. Yeah. This podcast is going to be a great time. Um, what helped me get through this week, uh, I'm going to tell everyone, go to Beats One Radio and listen to the last selection radio show. Fife. R.I.P. to Fife, the Five Foot Assassin. Oh, oh man. rough net business. Yes, yeah, go listen to that. It's great. Um, Drink a lot of music. Man, yeah, music's definitely a good way. I love, you know, sitting down and they do a great job. It's a two hour show if you just want to kind of sit down and relax and kind of feel it, feel it out, vibe it out, listen to some good music that you probably haven't heard before. Check it out. And also, uh, you can find me, underscore Sam Hart on Instagram, Sam Hart 812 on Twitter, and you can listen to some music I like at Xander.Wave, SoundCloud, find me. Yeah. It's fire, it's fire. It's fun, find it's me. a lot of fun. Um, you have something to say or you don't? <laughs> okay, say something. Chelsea. Just one last note before we go. Remember that we are not real therapists, and we cannot give you medical advice. We, have, we are 20-somethings with opinions and... Please remember that. But we always appreciate you listening. And uh, Nick Siegel, thanks for making a cameo. We'll have you on soon, dude. You're, Great to be here. You're sweaty still? I'm always sweaty. Thank God. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the perfect way to end it. Uh, stay tuned to the last half of this podcast where uh, I'm probably going to sign up for a game. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Because it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota, call like Minnesota You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat Cause you get call like Minnesota, call like Minnesota Call like Minnesota, they get call like Minnesota You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat Cause you get call like Minnesota, riding around on boaters Money sitting up, it's sit way above your shoulders. I was eating pork and rhymes with a bitch from New York Times. I don't eat no pork and rhymes, but that bitch was mighty fine. I got gold all on my necklace, tatted up my arms. Now my mama think I'm reckless. Got guns under my mattress. I was jugging since the youngin' free my older cousin Reese. He from Hamilton, my DC. I rock NBs like I'm Gucci. Flip on banging up the world. Gucci on my drawers, why the fuck you in these streets? If you scared of them for walls, I was stroking on your sister, she was calling me the mister. She so dick for a picture, it's where Yachty nice to meet you. I was jugging out the stacks, trying up the racks. Almost had a lifetime sentence, but I beat it, shut out the pack. Pat, that's my lawyer, he got me off the charges. Eight stacks for that boy, he took care of the boy. Call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota, call like Minnesota, call like Minnesota. Need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota, 
call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. It they call like Minnesota. Niggas stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Oh. When they say Lil Yachty, how I'm like, that's him or me. Yachty, huh. Rich like Minnesota. Minnesota. Traffic Coca-Cola. Coca. Kitchen plates and Quan Bowling. You got the hot box, know that it's stolen. Large sizes. Ay. All type of narcotics. Whoa, got a bank roll in that big body. I love my Motorola. I love my Motorola. I love my Motorola. I love my Motorola. Fuck 12, they can't pull me over. Smoking no gas in it older. Cook it up, then flip it over. You must have forgot it, we bought it like soldiers. It's cold, but I got my shirt off. Trap niggas can't fall off. Big sack of Molly golf ball. Big sack of Molly golf ball. I travel Minnesota like a vibe. Split out the sky, dwelling, it got good life. We made the dab and all of y'all bite. Two thick white bitches puff up from dust. I'll make a 50 before his elbow. I was in the streets, but no, I had no case. Me and Lil Yachty touched down at the safe house. Skip with the flipper, I will bring the rice out. Call like Minnesota. Rice on fall, I told you. I can't stop my boat. Then did the same damn thing for my brothers. All a nigga try stop being like a post. I can put the heat inside the kitchen like a baller. I can feel your bitch head up like a lawyer. Hey, don't know no sign post. Be machine, be machine. I'm clicking bean on jelly beans. No need to smell it, always clean. That money talking childish. Around it, ooh, with the tools. I got more diamonds than your jewels. I make a comeback like a Yugi. And if you know it, now you knew it. I aim at the head like a sniper rifle. She can't be my bitch and she dyking back. I bought her a ring but no wifey wife. She slept on that lid and I like it, like it. No candy, she might get like it. No knockers, she know I do it. But he that bit like a hockey pocket. My knockers, she know I do it. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota, it ain't call like Minnesota. Never stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat.